In one of the songs we sang this morning, um, it said, we have come here to do what? We, we have come here to worship. And uh, it, we've set aside reading the paper at home. We set aside some have left their husbands and wives behind to come into the presence of God to worship. This is written in Times New Roman. Recognize that? Yes. And that, there's a reason for that. And you'll discover why. Those of you who know fonts, you know what it's about. It's one of the oldest, old-fashioned fonts. And, uh, but guess what? It's one of the easiest to read. Uh, that's why Times New Roman, New Roman is your default font. But I'm not here to talk about fonts today. <laughs> I want to talk to you. <laughs> I want to talk to you about nothing. So I'll just sit down and... <laughs> Do you want to take over? <laughs> Now, you'll understand where I'm coming from in a minute, but uh, it's nothing is, is something. In actual fact, the something is keep, keeps us going. So you'll understand why I'm, where I'm coming from in a moment. So we've come to worship today. So let's have a look at slide number two. Worship means worth-ship. So I will not be tempted to ask my wife to participate in this. But if Heather had to stand up and walk to the sidewall and walk back again and sit down, have you ever heard the phrase, to worship the ground she walks on? <laughs> <laughs> that means Heather walked and I'm worshipping the ground she actually walked on. Why, do, why would I do that? It simply means... I've got a question. Yeah, yeah. True. It simply means... That I hold her in the highest esteem. I reverence her. I think she's actually a better person than me. And that I had to revere her completely. Who she is, what she looks like, where she's coming from. I just worship that. And uh, I'm sorry if I don't come across like that. The Bible says, worship me alone. <laughs> but that's what the word worship means. It's worth Ship. So, in other words, when we worship God, what we're saying is that He is worthy of reverence, worthy of us being bowed down before Him. It's actually the, the actual word, word originally means to bow down. But in the moment we elevate God and we put ourselves down. You with me? As we worship, He is up. And we are down. And so, the reasons, one of the reasons why we would lift our hands in worship is that we are totally surrendered to Him. And we're calling Him great, creator, mighty, awesome God. You know what I really believe? I believe that we were created to be worshippers of God. And what's happened is, there's a gap between us and God, which is a reverence thing. There's a desire in each one of us to look for something that's perfect and beautiful without flaw. And that's what we can worship because we understand ourselves to be flawed and full of rubbish, full of nonsense. And so we look to God in his perfection and bow down before him and say, God, 
you are great. And we're designed to be like that. We are designed by God to be an object of his love. That's why we were created as an object of his love to come under and worship him in reverence and awe. How many know that song the kids sing? My God is so big, so strong and so mighty, there's nothing my God cannot do. (laughs) And that's what it is. My God is so big and my God is so awesome that there's nothing my God can't do. And I'm going to believe that because God is flawless and he is perfect and he's holy. And I thank God that I'm sitting here and you're sitting here and we're looking up to a God that's a mighty God, a mighty creator. He's absolutely flawless. He's absolutely holy. And that is why I come and say, I worship you, God. And so God created us with that hunger This is everybody on earth, a hunger to look for something to worship. A hunger to be drawn to something that's better than ourselves. And God's intention was for him to fill the gap. Now let's put ourselves in perspective a little bit. Let's have a look at slide number three. That's the Milky Way. That is a galaxy. Uh, you might see right down here that our solar system here is just a dot. And that's our solar system with planets revolving around the sun. Um, but that's just one galaxy. There are many galaxies. Okay, This is a bit Star Wars-y, isn't it? <laughs> and so when you look at that perspective, can you understand that? It's beyond my understanding. It's beyond my knowledge. And when I think how small I really am compared to how great God's creation is, I'm infinitesimal. But I thank God that He is the Lord and He is Creator God and He created this galaxy. He created the Milky Way. But how small are we? How insignificant are we? And the writer of the Hebrews says that, Oh God, who am I that you should love me? Who am I that you created me to be who I am? This is amazing, creator God. That's incredible. How much is there that we don't know? <laughs> okay, I've done this before, and if you draw a big circle like this, how much knowledge do you think that you have in that big circle? I just say one little pinprint. Okay. There's so much we don't know. We think we spend 13 years in education and we know it all. We're only beginning to know a little bit about the whole knowledge in the whole world. What I'm trying to do is expand your thinking and your imagination and your mind to think how small we are and how great God is. And so this encourages us to say, yeah, God, I'm the sheep of your pasture and you're the shepherd. And I'm comfortable with that. I don't know where the water is. I don't know where the green grass is. But I know that you're my shepherd and you'll look after me. And I don't know which way to go. But I know that you're leading me. And so, shepherd, I worship you. Because you know better than I do. How many times have you said to yourself, I've said this, you are God and I am not. We tend to want to say, I'm God. I know everything. 
I can know the beginning from the end. But it really, in fact, this is a Chloe type sermon. In fact, <laughs> we know nothing. <laughs> we know a little. We know a little bit. Just a tiny bit. And so, what do we do? Now, the Bible talks about this thing, about this mystery, this gap, this lack of understanding and the lack of knowledge that we do have as we walk this earth. We are just these created beings that are created to worship God. And so, we talk about this and we think about this mystery. We don't understand why there's a lack of knowledge. There is a gap. There's things we don't understand. Are you agree with me? Yeah. Like a couple of years, like year before last, I got sick, my dad died, I lost my job. I thought, this is my life is coming to an end. But God said to me, Tim, you're going to be okay. The interesting thing about that now down the track, it wasn't the okay that I expected. <laughs> it's a different okay. But was it still okay? Yes, it was okay because God was leading me and he was my shepherd. And that's my worship. I'm here to say, okay, God, I need leading. I need feeding. I need water. God is immutable. Heard that word before? Unchanging. God is eternal. God is awesome. He knows everything. There's a word for that. You know what that is? Omniscient. He knows everything. He knows the beginning from the end. That's why we can't hide anything from God. Yeah, that's a scary thing, isn't it? Do you know what God knows your very thoughts as you're looking at me now? He knows what you're thinking. He's more clever than a smart computer can, that can be ever be created. He's very smart. God is our creator. I heard it explained one way with my watch. I've got a fancy surfing watch. And it's very complicated. It's an expensive watch. But you know what? What is underneath the watch is far more complicated than what's in the watch. Because it was created by God Himself. Yeah. Amazing, amazing God. Okay. So we have this. Uh, we we're sitting here with this lack of knowledge and lack of understanding and this mystery, and we think, well, where do we go from here? But is it a bad thing to not to know? Is it a good thing or a bad thing not to know? Well, in any village, is an idiot. <laughs> Guess who's the happiest person in the village? <laughs> Preach it. <laughs> Preach it. <laughs> so, Michael talked about this a few weeks ago. Remember, he talked about the knowledge of good and evil. How it all went wrong in the Garden of Eden. They were tempted to eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. God said, don't do that. But they did it. So there was an element there where they wanted to be equal with God. God says, no, all I'm asking you to do is to be obedient to what I said. God was not saying to us as a, a group, don't discern between good and evil. Because in the New Testament, working in the Holy Spirit, we can discern between good and evil. And what he was saying, God was saying to them, in, to Adam and Eve was, listen, just be obedient. You don't need to eat of the fruit of knowledge of evil. That is a discernment that is not required of you. God said, you don't need to have that knowledge. Just love me. Just be obedient to me. Just be a follower of Christ. 
And it reminds me, and I said to Michael afterwards after he preached, he said, that reminds me of the Tower of Babel. Remember the Tower of Babel? The guys were building and they're going, it was going up into the sky. And God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit said to each other, listen, we're going to have to stop this because it's just getting too high. I'm reaching towards heaven. And he had to cause chaos in their language to stop that happening. Why? Because they didn't need to have that knowledge. They didn't need to have that power. We use this term, it is what it is. But that's the way it is. We don't need to have that knowledge. We don't need... All, our, all we need to do is to be obedient to the Lord. He will give us sufficient in our lifetime to live a life of godliness. And I'll, yeah. I'll read that scripture in a moment. Okay. So if it's true that God has created us to be worshippers, what do we worship? Well, we can choose to worship created things, like the sun, the whales, or whatever. Let me just finish that little segment with this. Um, is the world coming to an end? Yes, it is. The world is wearing out. We know that. The Bible says it's wearing out. Does God ask us to be wise stewards of this earth? Yes, yes. he does. He does. But I can assure you, God is our Father, and he will care for us. It says in Genesis 8.22, While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. So while it's still on earth, the seasons come and go, there will still be food on this earth. We will survive. Is that good news? Yeah. We are not going to be extinct. Praise the Lord. Why? Because we worship the true and living God. And this, all these idolatries come through and, uh, and wrong concepts come from the enemy because they're drawing worship to anything apart from the one true God. That's why it says in the, in the Ten Commandments, put me first, worship me before any other God. Okay. So we're this side of this mystery uh, of lack of knowledge uh, and a hunger for something better, a hunger for a better life, a hunger for a better world. This is the starting point. Slide five. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. We don't know. But if you're going to start your knowledge somewhere, start with the fear of the Lord. Put him first. Reveal him first and worship him first. And that is the beginning of all things. Failure to do that will end up in chaos for us and our lives. But we put him first. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of of knowledge. See, there is a chasm. Remember the story about Lazarus and the rich man? The rich man went to Hades and and he said to Lazarus, send someone, please. But there was a chasm. No one could cross. There was a gap, a mystery. And here's the crux in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, side 6. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. This is the essence of the gospel. We can't get to heaven on our own steam. We can't do it on our own. We all fall short. There's a gap and there's a mystery. And we fall short of the glory of God. What is the glory of God? The glory of God is 
where everything is perfect, everything is in harmony, and we fall short of that. So what or who can fill that gap? The Lord's Prayer says, God, let the harmony that's in heaven be here on earth. We're trying to close that gap. And the person who crossed the gap for us is Jesus. He is the one that crossed the gap. It looks like slide number seven. That's what it looks like. There's a, there's a cross between humanity and us today and perfection in heaven. And the bridge is the cross of Jesus Christ. We accept our shortfall, but he becomes our perfection in Christ. He paid the price for our sin. See, all these people, uh, who's that big nature person that promoting climate change at the moment? Yeah, all those guys. They're saying the biggest crisis facing humanity today is climate change. I don't agree with that. The biggest crisis facing humanity today is sin. Yes. (laughs) Because there are millions today going to a crisis if they didn't agree without Jesus. But thank God he's given us the bridge of Christ to fill the gap so that somehow or other there can be a connection between our imperfection and our flawedness to God's perfection in heaven. And he is the bridge. And he is the cross. And all we have to do is say, Jesus, I recognize my failure. I recognize that I fall short. I need you to fill that gap. I'm so sorry for the way I have and what I've done. And you connect with God that way. The bridge of the cross. Now this mystery that we're talking about... (laughs) The Bible talks about, quickly, and I'll just go through quickly some of the scriptures, Colossians 1, 27, slide 8. The mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints, to them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles the riches of, mis- of the glory of this mystery, which in Christ in you, the hope of glory. What was that mystery? The mystery was the revelation of Christ in us, so we could connect with God. Will there always be a mystery? Will there always be a, a, a lack of knowledge on our part? For now, yes, but not in the future. Because it says in Deuteronomy 29, 29, side 9, the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. They belong to him. And it also says in Scripture that now we see through a glass as darkly, but one day we'll see him face to face. We'll understand. And so, are there things happening in your life that you don't understand? Are you walking with the Lord and you're doing the best you can? (laughs) And you pray and you don't understand why nothing comes about? It's a mystery, isn't it? And if I could give you the answer why God is not answering your prayers, I would. But it remains a mystery to me and a mystery to everyone. But one day we will understand. Now some people say, yeah, that's great. You know, without a challenge in life, we'll never get change. Well, that's that's a nice thing to say, isn't it? (laughs) And you know what? Challenges 
develop your personality and your character. That's true. That's true. But there's still things that you wonder, well, what is going on here, God? It's a mystery. Can I just encourage you to just fix your eyes on Jesus, yes. on the eternal things, yes. the immutable things, because God is perfect. Mm-hmm. And we serve an awesome God. He's bigger than your issues today. And you might think, well, aren't you listening to me, Tim? Don't you understand my issues, my problems? They're bigger than what you've experienced. That may be, that might be correct. That God has it all under control. It's an issue that he has under control. So, do we need, have enough, do we have enough knowledge to live a life now? Yeah, I guess so. Slide 10. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Okay. But here we come to a place where, if we're not careful, we can become fatalistic. You know what that means? I said, oh, I'm just a puppet in God's hands. God doesn't want us to sense that. He doesn't want us to feel like that. Because there is a way through the mystery, through the darkness, through the secret, to enter the presence of God. And you know what that is? That's faith. And so, darling, checks, sings, shout to the Lord. We shout from our earthly position to a position of heavenliness with God. And we sing. Sing hallelujah. So we sing. We shout. We dance. We clap. We raise our hands. And what are we doing in that? We're just demonstrating to God we have faith in Him to break through in the power of the cross, in the power of the name of Jesus, to a place of perfection. And we're believing that. And nothing will deter thee from worshipping him and getting on that cross into that clear, light, perfect place in him. I'll never be deterred by that. Because otherwise, you know what? Jesus died on the cross, he paid for my sins. But you know what? He rose from the dead. It's all right. And that's perfection. And he rose from the dead so we could enter eternal life ourselves as we relate to him and connect with him at Calvary. So we connect with God through the humanity of Jesus. So I guess one of my things today is this. You need to launch a rocket into the darkness. You need to shout to the Lord. You need to sing hallelujah. Because we're piercing the darkness We're piercing the mystery, we're piercing the secret, and we're putting our trust in a heavenly Father who knows all things. And no matter what happens, God will care for you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God through Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing. Nothing. As we put Him first and worship Him, He will look after us. He will take care of us. I just want to finish with this. Hebrews 11. We all know Hebrews 11, the Hall of Faith. There are 22 people mentioned in Hebrews 11. Some of them didn't receive what was promised. But they still believed. They still had a heart attitude. Guess what? They're all in the Old Testament. They all believed God. And like 
Do you think Hezekiah realized he was going to be sawed in half? That, he didn't see that coming. <laughs> but he had a heart for God. He knew he was called to a bigger place. Somewhere or other, eternity had hindered his heart. And it wasn't the shallow, worldly thing that his focus is on. His focus is on heaven. And God says, well done, my good and faithful servant. So God is calling us to enter that place in faith, with a shout, with a hallelujah, knowing that things are going to get better. It might not be immediate, but guess what? In heaven, everything's perfect. We're going to get there. And so, as a body of believers, guys, let's have that attitude. Let's have that faith. Let's believe God for, for greater things than, than what we've had before. Let's believe 2020 is going to be better for you than 2019 and 2018 and the ones before. Let's have a heart for Him because we, all we're always asking to do is to trust Him. Yeah. No matter what's happening. Hamlet, just give me a wave. <laughs> If you ever experience something that you weren't expecting, a negative thing, just give me a wave. Yeah. So let's just pray about that right now. Father, we trust you. And we know, Lord, like Isaiah, with soul in heart, that things have gone wrong. But, Lord, we have decided to trust you. We have decided that our lives were bought at the cross, that we're here to serve Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Saviour. And, Lord, I thank you, God, there's a place in heaven ready for us. You've gone ahead, Jesus, to prepare a place for us. And I ask God that today that our faith will rise into that place, that mysterious place which we don't know about, and we will worship you and praise you and bow down before you. Let's all just stand before the Lord. Just think, in reverence to God, we just need to do that. What I want you to do is just raise your hands to the Lord in worship. This is a, an act of surrender. And just give Him your life again. Just tell Him what, things like, I don't understand God, but I'm yours. You've paid the price for me. And here I am, a servant. Just say it in your own words, just for a few seconds. Thank you, Father. Love you, Jesus.